to the gray area where I give interviews with developers, talk about gaming news, and give you unique insights into the industry. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the 109th episode in a show called New York Comic Con Reviewed. Last episode was an interview with development director for Wildstar at the time, and then creative director Matt Makarski from Carbine. Uh, to begin with, we have a bit of some catch-up news before we get to the New York Comic Con interviews. The New York Comic Con interviews will be Brecken Meyer, who you might know from Robot Chicken. He was a cast member who has been promoted to writer. He owns a production company together with Seth Green and Ryan Felipe that does uh, Robot Chicken. Also, we're going to talk to the director of Nephilim, which is a animation uh, film coming up in 2014, just a couple months from now and uh, has some ties to gaming, some geekery ties as well. So Danny Wilson, writer and director, will be talking to them. But before we do so, um, a bit of explanation. So for those of you who are still listening to the show, thank you so much. It is incredibly awesome to have listeners. I know at some points the show comes out a little more frequently than others, and it's been a bit uh, slowed down. I guess every couple months something will come out if I'm lucky. So backstory, what's going on right now? Um, I've got a job as community manager, partner relations person for a company called City State Entertainment. We have an MMO coming out um, in a couple years called Camelot Unchained, and we just released our pre-alpha testing period right now. For those who are in alpha, we're doing kind of a pre-admittance uh, to them where we're testing the engine and showing a game that has been created, an objective capture game to help us get some of base mechanics out and things like that. And it's been really busy, really exciting, really awesome. Uh, and that's obviously taking up some time now that I'm actually in the industry that I would normally be doing editing and things for the gray area. So thank you for being patient and episodes coming out every once in a while. I'm in the midst of also restructuring the site of Genesee.com. So hopefully I can get you some more content and branch out not just in the gaming industry, but in more geek-related pursuits, possibly indie music, um, some different technology, things of that nature, so I can have more content out from various people for you at different times, because I think we know that it's going to be um, a bit until I can be consistent in content on that. So hopefully look for that in the next couple months, and uh, make sure you check genesee.com to see. Uh, that'll be like a landing page for Death to Fort Dishonor which is our Dungeons and Dragons podcast, kind of a comedy show, kind of a story time, um, a loosely rendered fourth edition of Dungeons and Dragons, which we do do mostly every Friday live at uh, twitch.tv slash Genesee. So if you miss me and you want to see me there, you can definitely do so. Um, so that's some of the content that I'll kind of all be on this main page. And hopefully you'll check that out and just an easier way, I guess, to see what's going on. But if you're on iTunes listening to this, awesome. This will continue to come out on iTunes in its form as it is. So uh, so anyway, check Genesee.com if you'd like to find out more about that stuff. Otherwise, just keep listening on iTunes and you'll see this come out intermittently. Um, but New York Comic Con was fun. There was uh, less gaming this year than I thought there would be, but did get some good um, discussions with people. Hopefully I'll have Killing Floor 2 coming up here and we'll get to talk about that. I did get to play Square Enix's game Hitman Sniper, which was super fun. I'm not a huge tablet gamer, but this was really great. Uh, so hopefully we'll have someone on from there to do an interview later as well. And uh, on Monday, 
let's see, the 27th of October, depending on when you're listening to this, could be that day, I'm going to have an interview on a pretty fun app game that involves cats, so just wait and see that come out as well. So there'll be some more content for the next few weeks, but, uh, but anyway, look for that. So first, starting up, uh, Brecken Mayer, lucky enough to get into a very small group interview with him, um, kind of about Robot Chicken, but mostly about just him, um, questions from our group uh, for him. I got to ask one or two myself, but you'll hear, I think Hip Hop Gamer was asking quite a few of them. So if you hear somebody yelling out questions, probably Hip Hop Gamer might have been maybe five of us or so at this interview. So check that out. Um, awesome guy. Um, I'm excited because I'm here. <laughs> Perfect. I'm, um, oh, you want me to hold it? Oh, I'm a huge God. fan of the Robot Chicken Star Wars specials. Me too. I was just, <laughs> no, I am, I'm serious. I was just wondering if uh, you could please do, like even if it's only for like five seconds, the Admiral Ackbar voice, it's like my favorite thing. Oh my God. Yeah, by the way, you just said that, and my first thought was, I don't do Admiral Ackbar, and then I realized I do. <laughs> I was about to call you out, and in turn, I called myself out for not knowing who I do it was on the trap. show. It was a trap. I can't even think about it. He's so juicy in his mouth, it's disgusting to do it in front of people. And this will just get, this will just, this will just, this will just, this will just get wrecked if I do it. Yeah. All right. That's a trap. He's in that room. Yeah. Oh, it's really? an elaborate room. Yes. That's oh, I, I got a question. I, I got a question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, what is what's going? Do I have yeah, to ask? Oh, what? Yeah, it'd be an honor for you to hold the bell. What actually, is it? You know Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> Again, I gotta put down Fit Nation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Yeah, so that's Kratos in the middle. Okay. Then you got say it like I know who that is, but yeah, all right. God of War. Oh, oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. So you Mario got, um, and Halo. Yeah, you the man. Did so, you win this? Uh, well, or did you make this? Well, no, I had it made for me because you, you know, can't just make a championship belt. You have to earn it. <laughs> but like this, the fact that I'm sitting here with you lets me know that I've earned my spot in this industry. Trust me, sitting with me does not get you a belt. <laughs> I love the. Wow, I love this. this. is crazy, this is man. Heavy. Yeah, you know, God. Yeah, you like your muscles, so like yeah, you know. uh, yeah, I'm super fit. <laughs> gamer <laughs> fit. I was gonna say, you know, I'm I'm so gamer fit. Look at this thing. This See? is amazing, man. It is not a joke. God, yeah, man. I gotta gotta work it out. I like so, this. Okay. so the first, I right, first question I got for you. Yeah. It's like, I right, first of all, like, I, I mean, I want you to understand how you guys do, like, what you guys do, the like, way we're about checking how you come together with it and stuff uh-huh. like that. What is it like? when you guys is in the lab and you're working to figure out how you're going to even put it together, what type of arguments do you guys get into, you, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how, how you bring it all together? We write, you know, it's, it's funny. We actually, it's a very subdued writer's room. It's actually not that wacky. As I mean, we have toys everywhere, but it's, <laughs> everyone writes on their own from about 10 to 2. Oh, wow. Everyone's literally sitting like this, but we're all kind of quiet, cruising the internet, looking on the interweb for you know, ideas, or someone's watching a clip of some jackass falling down or something, and then in three, we send all our stuff to each other, and we all go over it and see what makes everyone laugh. The biggest arguments come from usually me. Oh, and, I could yeah, it's usually me it. getting angry because some skit will get all the you know some skit you vote on. It. It's a voting yeah. process, and some skit will get the majority votes, and that means it's you know it moves on to the next level. And there are times where I don't hold my tongue, where I'm like, well, you can't vote for that. That's a piece of shit. 
Sorry, you're very young. I shouldn't say that, but it's okay. You know it's fine. I watch the show. You know the word. So yeah, we have we have arguments, but it's all it's like it's like goofing off with your friends. Oh, I love that. I, mean? I got a follow yeah. up on okay. that. Copy uh, that. Because yeah. um, I don't know if you remember, but we spoke last year, and you okay. were saying that uh, you uh, like to write for them, but they uh, they throw you out all the time. Oh um, wow! And yeah. uh, that's, that true. I, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> true. Um, uh, they, they, they were just uh, throwing you under the bus. They were saying uh, that you're not a good writer. What are you saying? Did you say I'm not a good writer, Matt? <laughs> Did you say I'm not a good writer? What? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch you in the brain. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to give him your home phone number right now. So. I think it's a 90% of Oh, everything I write gets shot down. <laughs> I'm, he's right. I'm not a good writer. <laughs> so, what's one of the things that you wrote that you? Oh, I didn't sorry. learn anything. No, no. I write on that too. I'm bad at that too. <laughs> oh my god. What's yeah. one of the things that you like was really passionate about that you wrote that you was like, I know this is gonna fly, and they said no. Like what? Like <laughs> you know what? I wrote a ske- I wrote a sketch called the doorway which to this day is my favorite thing I think I've ever written on that show. And they actually okayed it. The censors wouldn't let me do it. And so I have a letter in my office that is a framed letter from the censors that says, uh, we cannot cannot (laughs) accept this skit due to the fact that the rabbit defecates in the boy's mouth and then sexually assaults him while he sleeps. Oh, Um, my God. And the thing is, when I saw the letter, I was like, yeah, they get it. That's what happened. (laughs) Yes. That is the skit. But, but yeah. I want to ask you, uh, mm-hmm. I asked them too. Um, so I, I know it's like cartoons, like you go know, between uh, Family Guy and you guys, you take sure. pox shots at each other. Sure. But I'm like, why, why is everyone afraid to go to South Park and take a pox shot at them? Well, they, I mean, they, they attack you guys. No, we don't. We, we, first of all, South Park is an institution and is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. But, uh, you know, because of Seth's relationship, because Seth's on Family Guy, because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Seth Green's on Family Guy, and Seth MacFarlane comes over to us to play. Yeah. It's more like goofing off with your brother, you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to messing with South Park would be like, you know, messing with a really rich neighbor up on the hill. And <laughs> oh, wow. We got no reason to do that. Yeah. They're, they're so much funnier than us. Uh, <laughs> they would crush us. I think they, yeah. they would crush it's, us. I would say it's debatable. I would, I, I, I would I say, say you're wrong. Because Robot Chicken... Yeah, because yeah, Robot Chicken... Yeah, yeah, like, no, we're super funny, crazy. but they're just... They're geniuses. I, I, I love what all you guys do, man. Yeah. Now, um, you was just holding the hip-hop gamer belt, so this represents video games. I was. I want to ask you, man. Yep. Like, are you a gamer? And if so, yeah. like, I would love to have, like, some robot chicken in my life when it comes to the PlayStation and the Xbox One or something like that. I that can't, would be I can't mess with the PlayStation. I will say I like the PlayStation so much, but the problem I have with PlayStation and PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 will always be <laughs> the controller. Really? I love the, I love yes. the Xbox controller. Oh, I am wow. a fan wow. of the trigger. Oh, oh, I'm a fan of the Xbox controller because I like the trigger aspect of it. I like the weight of it. There's a thing about going from Xbox to PlayStation where I pick it up and I feel like it's like my first remote control. It's like my first gamer thing. It feels light. I know people love it and the games are great. I mean, that's the thing. Like the the platform I love, it's just the controller that I'm so... Also, probably because when Halo came out, I was so crazy into Halo that I became Mm. so used to that 
yeah. controller. Your hands were molded to they were molded, molded to it. I was like, and then they came up <laughs> with a smaller one. Totally. And my Xbox is a Star Wars edition, so it's oh, R2, nice. and then the controller Sweet. looks like C3PO, so it's gold wow. and shiny. It's pretty awesome. But, um, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah. I should have so, known you had the green shirt. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, I got to uh, ask you so, this like, Road yeah. Trip. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're making a game of that. I'm kidding. There's no video game of that. <laughs> Yo, you just took There's my no. whole heart. Like, I, was just, like, I was just about to go crazy. Yo, Road Trip, like, seeing yeah. that, that, that was crazy, but like, what is it like to work with Stifler? That's just He's how, the best. That's Sean, just, Sean, how I know him. Yeah. So, no, Sean's the best. I just had to, yeah, walk us through that whole... Sean Scott yeah. is like, I mean, he's really one of the funniest people, and he is, he and Chris Pratt has this on Parks and Rec as well, which is the ability to say anything and get away with it. Mm. You know what I mean? They're just charming. Kind of like Snoop Dogg and Hip Hop. Yeah, <laughs> Snoop Dogg and Hip Hop can say whatever he wants. Jack Black, like there are certain guys who could say the most vulgar, offensive things, but when they say it, there's they're <laughs> done with this twinkle and this like kid-like joy that you're cool with it. And mm-hmm. and Sean Scott has that. You know, wow. there's, a, there's a few people here that says uh, Sean for Deadpool. Oh yeah. Oh, Sean for Deadpool. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the thing: <laughs> if I can't be Deadpool, then I will say sure, let Sean be Deadpool. Yeah, I think but be the perfect I really thing. think I should do Deadpool. <laughs> what, what was your favorite? Um, you know. Video yeah, games? No, oh, no, sorry. Well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, one of my best friends is the guy. One of my best friends is the guy who wrote uh, Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two, and he wrote wow. the script for Battlefield Two. Wow. And he just wrote Titanfall. Mm. Uh, it was Jesse Stern. He wrote the script mm. for all those games, and so uh, the fact that like every time I sit down with him, I'm like, you're fucking genius. Well, <laughs> yeah. How about animated series? So, what was your favorite? I mean, you do so many, uh, you know. You know, skits related yeah. to early cartoons. Yeah. I would figure that, I mean, that I grew up, you know, He-Man was oh. big for me. He-Man was huge for me. Mask, because Mask was one of the first properties that came out with toys where the guys fit in the vehicles. And they were kind of Transformers because they could turn into, you know, various things. But they all fit. Like, the helmets fit on the guy. The mask fit on him. It wasn't, you know, wedging it in or any shit like that. So I really <laughs> like Mask. Mask. He-Man, yeah. It was great. I, okay, I got. So, and they I, had no powers; it was all in their masks. So. What, what was your favorite cartoon growing up, and how would you like destroy him or him or her or Robot <laughs> Chicken? Robot because chicken. I think, yeah. oh yeah, they, I just need to know that. Right? Well, I was about to say we've covered a lot. We've done, you know, I was really into Smurfs as a kid. What? Love Smurfs, gummy bears. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. I still, yeah. What? He's manly. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm so manly that I can like gummy bears and Smurfs. But Snorks you drew the line. I drew the line of Storks. Snorks, I was like, you guys are Smurfs underwater. I don't get it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yo, yeah. this is crazy. Did you, did you ever, I mean, it seems like you, you stick to uh, 80s cartoons, but you ever thought about doing early 90s, such as no, like yeah. Mighty Max and Street Sharks? Yeah, I think like we, we mm. tend to go to 80s stuff because we all grew up in the 80s, but as our writers... As our new writers get younger, we start delving into that stuff in the early, the early 90 cartoons and stuff like that. So yeah, the, the fun thing is they keep making these things for us to play with, and we keep hiring writers who, you know, we keep hiring, we get younger writers, we get writers from different perspectives, so every year we touch on stuff we haven't touched on before because our writers bring us new ideas and they keep making new movies. Another question. How do you feel? Oh, that's what How do you think well, I just found out because I didn't get to see the movie yet, but it shocked me. So Seth is going to be what? Howard the Duck? No. Oh, uh, well, if you see Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy, 
I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm there's sorry, there's, I don't, there's, <laughs> there's a thing at the very end of Guardians of the Galaxy, and after the credits, there's a moment, and whatever that moment is, Seth is involved with that. I don't think they're actually doing a follow-up, but that's just the little Easter egg there. Is that Seth has a tiny uncredited role in Guardians of the Galaxy. What's your thought on the uh, Saturday morning cartoon being gone? No more Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, it's weird, man. I mean, it, it's it's really strange. Like my, kid, I have an eleven-year-old, a ten-year-old, and she doesn't. She's almost eleven. Uh, but I have a ten-year-old who doesn't really watch cartoons that much. And I was still sadly, I was fifteen. I was fifteen, sixteen watching Saturday morning cartoons. There aren't any more. It's crazy. So I, we try to go back and find stuff on Netflix and whatnot for her to see. I try to show her stuff I liked and whatnot. But yeah, it's crazy. Reasons, we have all though. the schoolhouse rocks. We yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that Reasons. they're not going to be able to see them. What was that? What do you think of all the reboots? Like all of the, you know, the movies, Transformers. I'm totally for them. Because, I mean, I'm for them as a fan. And then at some point it gets to be, like, the fact that they redid Spider-Man so, so quickly after the other Spider-Man was surprising. But, I mean, I get it. Um... I just hope that we still, I, I, I like the reboots, and I hope that that doesn't stop us from also coming up with original ideas. Except for G.I. Joe Extreme. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, so on to Nephilim, who is written by Danny Wilson, director and writer. And before we listen to the interview, which is fairly short, I'm going to give you a plot summary, which you will find on IMDb if you're looking this up. And it will come out very soon. So listen, he'll give the exact date in the interview. And something I'm interested in seeing, uh, I don't know how widely released it will end up being, but uh, with the rise of Diablo and some other games, Nephilim is a word that you'll hear fairly often in the gaming and geek industry. So let's do plot summary first. Nephilim begins with the first signs of warfare evolving between good and evil. Set in modern times, two archangels, a typical priest, an ex-homicide detective, and a resurrected spirit form an unlikely alliance to unite against an insurgence of fallen angels and the termination of free will. It is written that the final battle is destined when the seeds for the race of Nephilim were planted by Beshwa, the first fallen angel to mate with humans during the ancient days on Earth. Now, Father Marcus must lead the battle against Azazel, a fallen angel who plans to create a new race of Nephilim. If born, the new race will prevail over all mortals and wreak unmitigated havoc and unstoppable evil. Indeed, with the birth of the Nephilim, a final battle between good and evil is set to begin. It's written by Danny Wilson. Hey, this is Danny Wilson with Nephilim. Uh, we're going to talk today about his 3D animated full-length feature film and find out more about that. So I just met you the other day, haven't had a chance to really look a lot into it, but for my listeners in the geeky sort of gaming sphere, can you describe uh, briefly what it is? Sure, sure. Uh, it's a supernatural action adventure. <clears throat> it's about a gun-toting, motorcycle-riding, demon-fighting priest that teams up with the ex-homicide detective and two archangels to stop the fallen angels and bring him back to Nephilim, which are the uh, half-breeds half from uh, uh, angels and humans. Okay, so tell us more about this hero and uh, why he's motivated to do such a thing. So we have Father Marcus, who's this, uh, this gung-ho, uh, wants to get involved, knows that there's this evil that's, that's growing around him, and uh, his mentor just gets uh, killed, so he's kind of picking up where his mentor left off. Uh, and he's insisting on following in his footsteps. Uh, and then you have the church who's saying that uh, he's too aggressive in 
and the ways that he's doing things. Because this priest knows that uh, to get things done, you have to be uh, aggressive with these uh, fallen angels and these demons that are around him. So, so he's he's more of that tough, uh, kick-ass priest. Gotcha. So, how would you say, uh, with kind of the rise of Constantine, the TV series, and a lot of you know, previous movies that are somewhat about you know Nephilim and angels and that kind of concept, like what? What is unique about this? What is this something that uh, people are going to want to go see that's really going to grab their attention? I think, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of material out there in, in this genre. And, and the, 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 the genre and the subject matter, uh, it, it's, it's one of those things that is uh, going to be around forever because of the whole good and evil thing. People love that good and evil. I love the good and evil stories. It's, it's a big, I'm a big fan of that. So uh, I guess where we stand out is that uh, uh, we, have, we have a different take where we use the uh, Book of Enoch and, and the Genesis, the Bible, as our foundation for uh, for the lore and, and, and for our, our ba basic uh, story. So uh, in, in that, we build off of uh, different uh, spin-offs with different fallen angels, different angels, and, and we do it more of a, in, a, in the way that you would uh, a comic book approach. So uh, it's a little bit, a little bit more about superhero uh, superhero angels and, and demons and uh, and all that stuff with the, with this priest who's stuck in the middle. Gotcha. So uh, it's it, it's a little bit different from what's out there now. So what's your involvement? How did you end up? Uh, like, what is your role in this, the writer and etc. Uh, well, I uh, I started out wanting to uh, do something like this a long time ago, right back when I was in, in, in high school, even uh, working on. How, how to tell the story, where I can integrate the Bible and comic books and, and action and all, all the good stuff that we grew up to love. I grew up with the 90s action movies, so you know, uh, I was a big action junkie from, from way back when. And so now I'm uh, wanting to integrate all those things together. So I started out writing that, and then when I got a basic story, I uh, looked into making it a screenplay. And, after film school, I had a uh, marketing uh, company that I ran uh, for some time, and I used that as a means to be able to build off uh, this uh, story into different mediums, comic books, movies, and then eventually going to be a video game. So I wanted to get all that ready so that when the time came, all the material, all the story, all, all the stuff that was needed to make it a standalone but ongoing were all taken care of at one time. I, uh, do you worry about you know, possible ramifications considering you are drawing from sources like the Bible where you know, there's been some, I guess, blowback slightly from Diablo 3 and some of the other Nephilim references, but you know, if you're looking canonically, you really only have like one reference possibly to, to Nephilim, you know, like Genesis. Do you worry about people coming at you for, for that stuff? Well, you know, when, when, when you involve the Bible, it, it, is, it is something that People, it, it's a it's, it's a religion. You know, I mean, it's, it's, people believe. I, I'm I'm a Catholic, so I'm a believer as well. And, and so I, I wanted to be able to do this as a way to uh, not not to cross anybody. You know, so you can't make everybody happy. <laughs> and so I don't expect uh, to get out unscathed. <laughs> but uh, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I'd like to. You know. Help out if somebody's upset. <laughs> dialogue, dialogue yeah. is good. <laughs> Maybe <Cool>. work it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, how does the production aspect go? Because you're looking at, you know, 3D animation. That's you want something that looks really good. You know, how how are you working with people, and what kind of contacts are you making to build this? 
Well, we're working with a UK company, Cineworks, and then the, it's a co-production between Cineworks and Motion Makers and mm -hmm. an Indian Animation Company. Okay. Uh, we have some great artists out there. And, uh, we have a, uh, our art art director is, uh, has experience with DreamWorks. And, uh, we have a lot of artists that are a lot of work with the uh, uh, Piranha and then Disney Company, mm. uh, and sister companies, and they work on uh, stuff like cars and planes and stuff like that. So there's a lot of a lot of these animators and a lot of these artists are, are um, familiar with the industry. Uh, the only difference is this is more of a realistic type animation, so uh, they've had to switch gears a little bit, but they've done a wonderful job in doing that. So I'm, I'm very pleased with the output that we're getting as far as that goes. How would you describe this visually? These are you know, audio listeners, obviously, they can't see this. I've seen the brief kind of cinematic that you have running at the booth. Like, what kind? What can people expect visually when they look at this? Well, <clears throat> what we did is we, we wanted to put a, a lot more uh, effort uh, than most animated movies that you've seen into cloth and hair simulation. So. Uh, not only will you see more cloth and hair simulation that's detailed, but uh, we, we're not going to fully desaturate uh, the movie as most of these movies do. We're still going to have color uh, and, and vibrant color, so we still have that comic book feel, but it won't be cartoony. Okay. So we'll have that uh, happy medium between the two. We have a lot of scenes in clubs, and, and, and so those scenes always have the lights flashing and moving about. So. Okay. So you'll get your different color spectrums for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, the visual eye to, to be uh, pleasing. So what inspired you when you were making this? Like, do you like Final Fantasy Advent Children? Are there other, you know, kind of similar, uh, perhaps, you know, 3D animated films that you look to kind of draw through for inspiration? Yeah, you know, I, I love, I love the, the Final Fantasy uh, Advent Children. I love, I love the Resident Evils that come out. It's, it's just one of those things where animation isn't just for kids, and I love to see them coming out with this material. So I think that's one of the things that, that drives me to make this not not for kids, but but for the older crowd, the older uh, uh, crowd that enjoys animation, watching animation, playing and playing. The, you see these video games now, and these video games have, are so cinematic uh, with their um, with their game cinema scenes in between. Their, gaming experience and, and to see that and say, man, I wish this was a movie, man, I, I wish I could see this as a movie. <laughs> it's kind of what I wanted to do is take take that and, and make it into a movie and then eventually hopefully making it into a, a blockbuster video game. Your timing seems interesting considering that Blizzard sort of way back and forth saying they're going to make you know, World of Warcraft a movie or not and I know Killing Floor 2 has a real, you know, real-life movie coming out based on the video game. There seem to be a lot of crossover between video games. You know, transitioning into film is that is your timing intentional on this, or do you think it's just going to be a good thing? Perhaps you can ride the wave of this new, you know. Yeah, I think I think it's just a, a, a nice, happy coincidence, nice, happy accident. You know, the, the way back when I, I saw this as, as something that was coming, uh, where these uh, video games were getting more, you know, uh, they had more of that theatrical feel. And, uh, so I and the crossover with the comic books and, and, and all this stuff. This this was something that I I kind of felt like was a long time coming. Mm -hmm. So I'm just happy to see other people coming out with this also because I'm a huge fan of it and, and 
to be able to get to see other people doing the same thing is, you know, that's that's a dream come true. Nice. So, do you have a guess on how long this would be? Uh, I'm sorry? How long do you think, like, this film would be? Uh, well, I think the running time, as far as yeah. running time, yeah, the running time we're looking at is about 105, 110 minutes. Okay. So, it's, uh, and, you know, we, we might get a director's cut that's 110 minutes and then the actual release is 95 minutes. Okay, you you yeah. never know how that's going to go. But I'm shooting for, uh, 105, 110 minutes. Nice. So when, uh, like, how far are you in production right now? We're closing out. We're, oh. we're on, our, on our last two months. We're finishing in December. So. Okay. And when do you expect to launch? Uh, we're we're going to premiere in cons in May, and then after that we'll be launching uh, worldwide. Uh, are you gonna do? Um, you'll just just probably miss Pax East, I guess. That's the sad. You miss Pax East. That'd be neat to go to a con and see it there, and you'll, I'm sure the audience will be really receptive. It's probably a good place to get some feedback. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the public seeing it and, and getting the feedback. Good. Anything else you think they should know as we kind of wrap up? Well, uh, you can like us on Facebook. Uh, it's uh, Facebook uh, forward slash Nephilim the movie. No, no, no uh, spaces. And uh, www.nephilimthemovie.com. We'll, we'll have that up and running here in the next couple of days, and you'll be able to keep keep up with the new stuff, where we're going to be, and when the trailer is going to release. We should have a trailer in the next month or so. Okay. So uh, we'll have that up on, on the internet for uh, everyone to see. Do you expect to see this in you know regular cinemas, or do you expect it's kind of specialized theaters, or to right to you know? Well, you DVD. know, you, you want to shoot you want to shoot high first, so I, I want to say that we're shooting for worldwide release in, in cinemas, but it's it's getting a little bit harder for everyone to get in the, right. in the cinemas worldwide. Uh, so <clears throat> we're, we're going to start with that. And we're, if we're in selected we theaters, we'll be selected theaters, and, and so on and so forth. So, But that's what we're shooting for. Awesome. So everyone should go to the website and check it out. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you. And again, thank you for listening. Um, really appreciated that you are here to hear the gray area again. And stay tuned. There will be other content coming out. You can always find me on at gray area podcast, but my main Twitter right now has been moved to at Genesee, J-E-N-E-S-E-E. So if you'd like to do that, also on Facebook, you can find the gray area there, just under gray area podcast. And uh, drop me a line. You can email me at genesee at grayareapodcast.com if you'd like to be on the show or if you have suggestions or anything else you want to talk about. So until next time, thank you for listening.